That way when guys tune in and watch us, they'll know we're raging douche nozzles. <laughs> <laughs> Are we recording this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get this show on the road. Welcome to episode 36 of the Life Short Live Free podcast. The best damn freedom podcast out there. This is the uh, the hangover episode. Um, yesterday we had the uh, the Meriden Fire Benefit Golf Tournament. That is a mouth down there and uh, down there down there in Quimby. For some reason, we were talking to like Wisconsin's all the Wisconsinites all day long. I blame that on Johnson. Why? Oh, I don't. Don't you know? You talk like that all the fucking time there, eh? Well, that's Irish. That was now Irish. That had just, nothing to do with Wisconsin. That was not Irish. <laughs> It was a poor attempt. That was, that was, that was straight out. <laughs> you can straight so. go f*** yourself, boy. Anyways, yep, it is. Uh, it is Sunday afternoon, and uh, we're we're in recovery mode. Um, well, two of us are. Two of us aren't hungover. The brothers yeah. got the worst of it yesterday. You know, we had a damn good time. It was worth it. it yeah, it was worth. How it. How shocked were you when you saw my text this morning and saw I was actually at Johnson's house that early cutting down that apple tree? I guess I didn't notice the time. I didn't see it till like 10 when I got up. Well, he, he didn't even know I was there. I didn't even know he was there was <laughs> the scary part. Like my dogs bark if a four-wheeler drives down the gravel. Mm-hmm. They bark at anything they get the chance to bark at. Mm-hmm. Never heard a peep out of them. Wyatt and I go down. It. Wyatt and I go down. Like I let the dogs out and stuff. Wyatt and I were like, oh, let's go down and let the chickens out and let them roam for a while. So I'd go let chickens out. Grab, we got one chicken that's getting real broody, wanting to hatch an egg, so she just stays in the nesting box all day. So I'd go throw her out of the nesting box, turn around, walk back up to the house. There's no fucking apple tree, <laughs> and Toad's truck is parked there. I was like, well, what in the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it was it was a surprise because I don't know how many months... That Toad has been saying that he was going to come cut this apple tree down, but it's, oh, been, it's been a few since last year. <laughs> yeah, ever since we started uh, yeah, shooting out there, nine you know, months. Cut that apple tree down. Yep. But yeah, this is a podcast is sponsored by Ballistic Imagery. Check them out at ballisticimagery.com as well as Facebook and Instagram uh, for all your photography needs or videography and videography as well. You need yeah, a nice absolutely. commercial done? Call him up. Absolutely, he's the man. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, like I said, yesterday was a golf tournament. How'd you guys feel about how you golfed? Actually, not bad. I felt pretty golfed, good. We all golf pretty solid. I think. Yeah. Until about the last three holes, we really just nosedived. The beer to ball or beer to skill ratio just didn't work in our favor at the end there. But, and for somehow we finished with a 66, right? Yeah. We that were was six third under. place on the, on the. Six. What well, some team won third place with a six with a sixty six. So we just got unlucky, and they didn't pick us or yeah whatever. So I don't know how much they won. Um, last year we ended up winning like three hundred bucks at that tournament. So bought us yeah, and we bought were us five over, right? Yeah, but and the deal with this tournament was it was uh, they want they tried to keep it going yeah, speedily, sh- which it just it, don't it, it don't, didn't work. Tell them don't tell them that. But they did a two. <laughs> just let them. Ex- Think we're good. <laughs> They're gonna watch our video and know that we suck ass. <laughs> right. But it was a two putt minimum or two putt maximum. So mm-hmm. if you on the green, you putt once. Well, and then you, you miss, pick up your ball. You, you pick up your ball essentially, <laughs> and that was it was made to keep it going, but it sure didn't help. But and it the sure thing didn't was, help. Oh, there's, there's three the teams. There's three teams on a on a fucking hole. Per hole, yeah. So instead of everybody just kind of hitting it once. 
every single team waited for like why don't we all just fucking hit if you're on different sides of the drive or the, the fairway who cares yeah you know and that would have no. made it go a lot faster but golf etiquette you know yeah well and the groups the two group or two other teams that we were with they were pretty concerned with golf etiquette they really, yeah, right? they really were. It, the winner was, gets winner gets the box. And everything. Yeah, they like, were worried. Oh, like, oh no, you guys got an eagle on the last hole. You guys have the box. It's like we don't give a shit. We Just hurry up care. and hit the ball. It. I have never spent eight hours golfing eighteen holes. That is the longest round of golf I've ever played in my entire yeah, that life. Was a, like yeah. that shit. We did. We did eighteen holes in Marcus in a two hours and like <laughs> three hours. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Three, three or four at the very most. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, but I mean, you you do have to assume there's two people when you guys go play 18 holes in three hours. There's 12 people right. hitting, mm-hmm. you know. But right, and and that was another thing. We never really every hole was full, and there was three teams on every hole, and we never got slowed up or had people waiting on us. Yeah, just a few times we had to wait to tee off, but it wasn't. But a very it like long four minutes. Yeah, you it know, it's I not mean, like it, that was to be expected. Yeah. So boxes. I was actually pretty surprised with how smoothly everything kind of ran, and there wasn't a lot of people right waiting around. Box, you golfed pretty decent for uh, only golfing once a year. How'd you feel about it? I was pretty happy with my performance. Yeah. Usually, I start off with three or four drivers in the dirt, but. I actually connected. I was happy. Yeah, it doesn't take was, much to please me when it comes to golf. I was very <laughs> impressed, though. You golfed, you golfed really well. Well, and saved our ass a few times, too. Yeah. Where it was like, well, box is up. None of us have anything worth a shit. And he'd he'd really pull it out when he, when he needed to. So until the last three or four holes, yeah, yeah. Then I you, couldn't, then I couldn't reverted. hit the ball, hit the ball at all. Yeah, you reverted back to your usual yeah. golf. Well, and I think that was. I think that was all of us the last three or four holes. I think we were just, it was, you know, we were all expecting a fairly, you know, fairly nice day. We were talking like a high of 79 degrees and, you know, cloud cover all day. It was hot. Yeah. Like all of us are sunburned. It was, you know, like it was, it was pretty hot out there. So it, it wore us, wore us down a little bit by the. You know, last few holes, I think all of us were getting a little beat from being in the same I was. Long. Something happened to me on that last, or that, f- I think it was hole one. I went to hit, and about just all of a sudden, like, vertigo. And I don't know if you saw me leaning on my golf, or my, <laughs> my driver, but I was like, what the f*** was that? Because I'm about to tip over. <laughs> I wasn't hammered at that point by any means. We just ate. I mean. Yeah. But something happened, and I don't know if it was all those peptos i ate or something beforehand <laughs> but like something shifted and i was like oh god <laughs> like the world went what the like a glitch in the matrix and i was like oh yeah. shit i can't hold on to the earth maybe maybe that's what it was <laughs> a glitch in the matrix maybe maybe <laughs> and uh if you watch our video um will that we um our golf blog kind of vlog video um, I will tell you the story about on our way down there. Like we damn near freaking put two carts and a trailer in the fucking river. Yeah, that's that a bad was deal. Uh, that was <laughs> that would have ruined the entire day too. Like you you, you fuck your carts up. I mean, what what do you do? You, there right. was no carts to use. Yeah, and we borrowed a cart and somebody else's golf or uh, trailer. Trailer, because we only had a trailer that would hold one cart, so we had to borrow a double cart trailer. Right. And we had to borrow a second cart because Sam's got one. Oh, man. Well, we probably could have just drove Tony's down there. That thing's <laughs> freaking fast. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. God, yeah I forget it, what he did to that. I'm pretty sure it doesn't really have a governor anymore. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that, it got rowdy, though. It got a little bucky Johnson. there. Yeah, Johnson was just, oh, oh God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. It's like, that's, Johnson. Not, that's not what he was saying. <laughs> I didn't know if Toad was, like, you know, helping you out in the front seat or what the hell was going right. on there for I him. was confused, and he's. I looked over at him, and he's like, oh, 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 fuck, oh, fuck. I'm like. What? And I look at he's looking in the rear view and I was like, uh oh. So I look in the side. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely an old oh, man. That trailer was trying to pistol whip the sides of the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was it was trying to pass us. <laughs> like it was not very happy about going in a straight line while not attached to anything. <laughs> you might uh, want to clean out your back seat because I might have shit. <laughs> yeah. It was it got a little rowdy there for a second, but Interesting start to the day. But. Yeah. It, but, I mean, we can't really complain. Nothing nothing happened. Yeah, we lucked The wiring was fine. Like, the safety chain was long enough that it kept the tongue off of the ground and short enough that it kept the trailer out of my back bumper or tailgate. The wiring was still attached. Nothing came loose off the trailer. It, everything was fine. We got I got it pulled over. I slowed down pretty gently, as gently as I could with, you know, 3,000 pounds shit whipping around in the breeze behind me. <laughs> Got pulled over. We hooked it back up. We made it there. And that's actually why you cr- you crisscross your chains. So when, mm-hmm. the thing, when the things, when it comes off like that, it, it hits on the chain. Yeah, yeah of, it hangs on the chain. Instead chains. of uh, going into the, into the cracks and freaking. Well, and that, yeah, that thing only had one safety chain. So yeah. that's kind of where yeah. we were at there. But no, it, I mean, shit happens. But Did you tell him about that when you took the trailer back? I told him last night at the bar he didn't. He, I think he was feeling pretty pretty good. He yeah, did not I, give. I, a- I, I, I didn't tell. I forgot. Of, I totally spaced on it. But I talked to him today and I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, drinking a beer." I was like, "You're what?" <laughs> yeah, He's like, hoping to make me feel better. Right. Yeah, I saw him down at Dusky's last night. I think he was feeling pretty good. But I told him about it, and he just it di- did not even. I about put your trailer in the ditch or in the in the river. He's like, "Ah, yeah, whatever," and didn't, didn't give up. A- <laughs> You know, that yeah. was a good time to tell him. Apparently, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he. Uh, they won that KP to DC. Really? Yeah. Who, him and Rodert and uh, Abby and Megan. Oh, nice, Sweet. nice. Well, the uh, whiskey of the week is Bud Light Seltzer. Um, yeah, it's not a whiskey, and. Um, that's it, my fault. I, I left the bottle of Jameson at home. It's also a seltzer because we're a bunch of sissies on a Sunday afternoon, I guess. No. So we can't get a box <laughs> to drink one. He'll, you'll, I, I will bet you $20 if you drink one, you'll feel better by the end of the podcast. No. Yeah. I'm already, feeling, little, I'm already feeling better. I don't like seltzers in the first place. I think they're garbage. Plus, I feel absolutely terrible. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's called the more I dog. drink of this mango, it's not so bad, but I drank. Here, oh, here's I how I know I was stupid dehydrated. I drank yeah. five of those big, long, like smart water bottles today. One of them came out of Johnson's uh, hose. garden hose, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, has a bit of a metal taste. Yes. Yes. Tastes like iron. That's how you know it's good for you. <laughs> anyway, I drank five of those <laughs> fucking right. things. Peed once. Well, that's surprising for you. Usually you would have peed like 47 times. Yeah. 
So yeah, that is the best. That's the best hose water to have, though. Is like well water hose water where you can taste the cast iron pipe. I that always is the said, well. Oh. I, I always said, well, just drinking from a garden hose has its own taste to it. Yeah. But I always said they should offer um, just water in, in, in like convenience stores that tastes like garden hose. Yeah. I mean, that's a million dollar idea right there. You guys are welcome to use that. Run with it. I don't even yeah. need it. Have you guys ever it. actually drank from a like a crystal clear like stream? Oh yeah. Oh, in the Black Hills, I've done it many times. Yep. I did it in the Black Hills, and then uh, the best was outside of Yellowstone. We are in the Tetons, and it was like the first day of summer, but there's still snow all over the place, and it was running. It was cold. It was just crystal clear. Dad walks over there. Of course, my dad's crazy, and he just goes, he had a coffee cup. He's like, oh, there's, that's pretty good. Come try this. I did. I drank out of the. We got lost in the color or the Can, Canadian Rockies one time, um, and we were for several hours. We didn't. We were just completely lost when we were snowboarding, and I drank out of one that time, and it was it was damn good. It's, but I mean, really, if you think about it, it's all that. I mean, it's you don't Run really off. need to. Yeah, yeah, it's coming from the top of the mountain. There's not a bunch of shit and nasty stuff up there. So I mean, it's fairly safe to. Yeah, I mean, other than partake. you know, moss, dead animals, things like that. Well, I mean, <laughs> don't be humans a pussy. drank out of rivers for <laughs> thousands and thousands of years, but right. around here you can't do that because a every river we have here is mud, and two chemical runoff. <laughs> A right. and two. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a and two. That sounds like something I would say, Toad. Oh, I, did do that. I didn't even realize I did that. Definitely. <laughs> That's definitely a salmon. God, goddamn seltzer's getting to me. No, I think, yeah, you definitely can't drink out of like the West Fork. Because look at all the, the farmers that, you know, you spray mm-hmm. around the river. You're just, it's inevitable that it will get in there. Plus, in there. plus all our rivers are... F- Dirty, muddy, nasty. Yeah. Like I wouldn't drink out of that shit. What if one? Of, we should try out one of those life straws. I think they're I really hard one. to. I have I one, I one, and they're really hard to get started. Yeah, like it to hurts. Actually, pull them. It hurts your jaws. It. Yeah, you're like you you about gotta, pass the fuck out. Got to really suck on them, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you'd be all right at it. I hear. <laughs> I think we should just have Sam start all of them. <laughs> I, he- I heard you could suck start a leaf blower. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> So I'm sure you guys have heard of this, um, but that that guy down there was it? Where was it at? Was this Texas? It was Texas. It was, uh, yeah, it was, was it in Austin? Was it Austin or Houston? One of those two liberal strongholds. But anyway, it was at a, uh, a BLM protest. Um, a guy walking around with an AK-47 got smoked. Um, so essentially, what happened was, and and there's so many different um, stories yeah. coming out right now. You don't know what the truth is. But basically, a car was driving through this protest, um, and people surrounded the car. You know, and and you've all seen the videos. A lot of it, a lot of the times, it involved us beating on the car and you know trying to break out the windows. And I haven't, I I haven't watched this video, so I don't know exactly if it's what was going on there. But anyway, a guy with an AK-47 runs up on this car, like you know, sprints up to it and gets fucking smoked with a 44 mag. That's what it was, actually, by the way, at Fort Lake. This guy was not messing Good. around. He carries a fucking forty-four mag revolver. Well, the guy ran up to the vehicle, shouldering well, see, at and the, the ready, and they have pictures of him doing it. I saw him the other day. He's like this. Is he? Right up in the vehicle, and he's kind of leaning forward, and somebody said he fired shots, and there's people that say he didn't fire any shots. I guess there was multiple shots fired by multiple people. Yes, there yeah. was three guns involved. And yeah. 
I don't, but if I, you run up on somebody and somebody's in that situation, if you were that guy in that vehicle and you're just trying to go about your freaking day and you get all these people out there and they're swarming your vehicle, they're kicking it, they're hitting it, they're smashing your windows and some dipshit runs up on you with a freaking AK. You have, you are at the, you are absolutely in the right to use whatever means necessary to protect, protect yourself, your life, yeah. whether it's a gun, your car, it doesn't matter. Well, but and the other side of it is, I haven't heard that if, if that this march was actually a protective. Like, did they did they block off the streets? You know, was it a right. permitted march? Did they block off the street so this car went around the barricades, possibly? And if that's the case, you know that you know changes things yeah. a whole lot. But if he, you know, if it was just a normal street and he's just cruising down it, uh, does it change it that much? Should he have been there? No, but does it give everybody else the right to beat the shit out of his car and somebody to come running up at his car with a gun? I don't well, think it changes it that it much. It depends. I mean, if I mean, if you he, still have whether you're in the whether you're not supposed to be somewhere or not, you still have you can still defend yourself. Well, it depends if he drove around the barricades to go and cause trouble in the. Well, people. yeah, if he uh, well, malintent is yeah, that's they, part of it. But. They were, um, I'm pretty sure I saw an article where they let that guy go. Yeah, I don't think they charged him at this point until more facts come out. But the other part of it was, too, I say that a lot, the other side or the other part of it was, um, there was a third guy um, that actually fired at the car when he was driving away. And, like, what What are you doing? Like, what? how is that possibly going to help anything? Yeah. You know, what? What? you're not a f***ing cop. Ignorance, man. and at Just that point, the th- ignorant at, person. At that point, the threat is That's over. Is. So that that other guy, he, supposedly he was a licensed carrier, but at that point, when you're firing at a car driving away, you've you're in the wrong. Yeah, the threat is is retreating. It's gone. He yeah. fucked up. Um, but in the heat of the moment, you know, people people do that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this all um plays out. Box, you have any thoughts on it? No. <laughs> I haven't seen anything from it, so I, I think can't Box really... would rather be anywhere but here right now. <laughs> he just looks so I've, miserable. I've seen, a, I like, I've heard a lot of, you know, this is what I think happened. This is what I think. You know, this guy was in the right. This guy was wrong. I, to me, I, I don't have the whole story, so I can't make a real educated decision on how I feel about it. Um, you know, if. If somebody runs up on your car with a, you know, if you're in that situation and somebody runs up on your car with a firearm, you're, yeah, you're definitely 100% in the right to use whatever means necessary, whether it's your Absolutely. car, your vehicle, and any other weapon to protect yourself. Um, but, yeah, if he, if he, you know, went into that crowd with malintent, that, that makes a difference, but... Yeah, how you'll ever know that you yeah. know that's and, uh, that's so hard to prove somebody you know malintent is a very difficult thing to prove whether uh, you know unless there's pretty circumstantial evidence you know whether it be facebook posts or text messages or phone calls where he's like yeah i'm gonna drive into this and right. you know wait for somebody to threaten me and shoot him apparently though <laughs> there is they they interviewed the guy that got shot mm-hmm. earlier in the day and he was talking about oh yeah he was talking a bunch of mad like shit he, no he said basically what he said was <clears throat> he's not going to screw with the cops because if he if he uses his gun on the cops he's dead he said yeah but he said anybody that's against us they're all a bunch of pussies they ain't going to do shit 
Yeah, they're and not going to do gets, anything. And then he gets f***ing smoke checked, which is, I mean, ironic, let, but it's pretty comical. Let's yeah. let's be honest here. But he had that. That was his mentality. I mean, he 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 was one of these guys that walks around with a gun and thinks his shit don't stink and he can do whatever yeah. he wants. I want to do News whatever flash. I want. Everybody's too big of a pussy News to deal flash. with me. I got a gun. No, no. Yeah, and that said, he was a Air Force veteran too. I guess. <laughs> it's just it, that's but that's that's part of being you know walking around with a gun. You have more responsibility when you strap on that gun. You damn well you damn well better know the laws and you damn well better know how to act. Well, because that's the thing is he didn't, he is not clearly not just your normal concealed carry, you know, firearms owner. He's obviously just a punk with a gun. Yeah. And he said the reason he started carrying his AK around was at the protest was his, his roommate got arrested. So he started carrying an AK. I'm like, why the fuck is that? What do you think you're going to do? <laughs> you're not going to get arrested, but he already said fucking it, shot. Yeah. And he <laughs> even said that he wasn't going to use it against the cops. So. Right. What's the, what's the point? You know, and I I mean, I just uh, want to know. The what, guy was obviously kind of fucked in the I, head. You, you know, know, like he obviously wasn't very smart. Uh, right. Yeah, it's a, sad, it's a sad situation. Somebody lost their life, even if they were an idiot. But I just want to know what kind of man has the balls to conceal carry a forty four mag. <laughs> he was a uh, wasn't he a drill sergeant or some shit like that? He was in the military. But I don't recall if he was a drill sergeant or maybe just like a colonel or I can't even remember. So don't take my word Dude, for it. Have you seen, um, I'm almost a hundred percent. I read an article. I'm switching up here a little bit. AMT has been reopened or they got bought, but they're going to start making the auto mags again. Who? Arcadia machine and tool. Really? Hmm. So like the 44 auto mags. Yeah. You're going to have to educate me on those. 44 auto mag like just i'll, a, I'll do it next uh po- that, that'll be my um time, time traveling with toad for the next podcast okay they're freaking sweet because i went to remy's because they, they made i forget what they made calipers i think they made a 22 mag a 44 mag and i want to say like a 45 or something but uh he had a mag sitting on the counter in a plastic baggie and I, all I saw was the mag. It's loaded with 22 mag. I knew there's only a couple autoloader 22 mags in the world, you know, mm-hmm. Caltech and um, AMT. And then there's like one other. And I was like, I go, who's got the, who's got the AMT auto mag? And he just kind of looks at me. Like, how did you know what that was? And I was like, who's got it? And he told me who had it. And I was like, do they want to sell it? And he's like, no, they didn't even really know what it was. They like, don't deserve to own it. <laughs> I, I guess the guy had gotten it given to him or something, or he'd had it for years and kind of yeah. forgot about it. But um, yeah, the the forty four auto mag is it was actually in something. It was in something. It was in one of the Lethal Weapon movies, I believe. Oh yeah, hmm. boy, those are good movies. I need to rewatch those. No, all four I'm of them. Old I have all four. That's how I'm feeling today. All yeah. four of them. Me too for this shit. Box is just like, I hate every decision I made yesterday. <laughs> you know, I've, it's been a long time since I really tore, you know, got, you know, got one on like that. So. I haven't seen either of you that drunk in probably five years. Yeah, you start, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. We definitely start in I the morning. Don't. I don't know how I didn't feel like crap this morning. Yeah. But I, I didn't feel all that horrible last night either. Like, I didn't ever really feel super f***ed up. I just got real tired. And went to freaking bed. 
and I woke up this morning at six. I kind of felt like a little bit of a piece of shit. But then I started drinking water and I went outside and it was just so freaking No, the nice biggest out. thing was you took a big shit. That, Seven of yeah. them. That, that will make <laughs> thanks, a guy... Thanks for the updates on that. We appreciate that. That will make a guy feel like a brand new man in the morning. Yeah, I had some trouble you yesterday. Get the, you get those alcohol-induced drizzle shits done with. Oh, buddy, that is like a whole new lease on life. <laughs> I get those all the time without alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so... We this is this podcast obviously is the life short live free podcast you know so we talk about freedom is is something we try to you know to we interweave into into the whole podcast yeah um and we ask actually we've only asked one one of our guests about this um was what freedom meant to them and I you know I real why the hell don't we talk about you know that with us um and yeah. how like what. And he actually had a killer response to it. I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him what you know. We were asking this question beforehand, right? But his response to it was was actually a damn good response. It really I was. was. It was a really it. good answer that I would not. I, I wouldn't have expected. I guess I don't remember who we're talking about. Miles. Oh, that's right. But um, and so if you want to hear that episode, go back to and I don't remember what number it is, but it's entitled "You Betcha." Um, Miles from You Betcha was on that one. So, um, but. I think like I what I, I want to talk to each one of you like what like what freedom you know really means to you number one and number two like how did you like where does your mindset come from like why were you raised to to think this way or was it acquired from you know your friends or you know whatever I yeah. mean as, as for myself um how I got to be this way, I wasn't really raised like super patriotic. I mean, we were obviously taught to respect the flag in the country and, and, you know, and things like that. And we're taught, taught respect, you know? Um, but I really wasn't raised, you know, super patriotic at all. And there was even a time in my life when back in, let's see, this must've been, Oh, 15 years ago, probably back when I was, just like just out of high school and the patriot patriot act came around you guys remember when that first they first yeah uh, that came to be and and basically it gave the nsa power to listen in on all our, <laughs> our phone calls so essentially what was going on and this was the first that we knew about it the patriot mm-hmm. act came through yeah. and and it's ironically named the patriot act even though it yeah, takes away all these free like thing. like seriously so anyways um at this point, basically, the NSA is listening in on your phone calls, and if you say a certain word, you know, it'll trigger it and go through a review. Like, you know, if you're talking about bombs and shit all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was called Echelon. They're, really? Yeah. Um. So anyways, so they're going to have a human to review that, that shit, essentially, you know. And I remember back then, it's like, I was just like, well, what do I care if the government listens in, listens in on me? You know, if they want to listen to me have phone sex, you know, whatever, I don't care. But and it's strange, you know how was much was that something they were likely to hear? I mean, you know, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> I had some long distance girlfriends back in the day. <laughs> but it's 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 weird that how you got some you got some seltzer in your That's nose. It's not supposed to go in your nose. I laughed in the middle of it, or he I was drinking and he made me laugh and it went up my nose. What was I talking about yesterday in your backswing? Let Jessica Alba I'll fart in my fart in your mouth. Yeah, let Jessica Alba fart. <laughs> he in my he mouth. said he'd let Jessica Alba fart in his mouth in my backswing. I started giggling halfway through the swing and 
<laughs> just chunked yeah, you it. You chunked the heck out of that <laughs> one. But if you guys know me now, like, you know that I'm not, like, that is, that offends the shit out of me. And that, that kind of. Jessica Alba farting in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would, that does not offend me. And he, I'm even stock sober right now and I don't take back my words. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> But like uh, you guys know that I'm blatantly against you know, abuses of power like that mm. and, and are infringing on our constitutional rights. So mm. it's it's interesting like how far my my thinking has evolved from you know back then to now. And I think the biggest change. I I wonder how I got to be that way, but I think the biggest change was me getting into guns. You're welcome. Yes, thank you, Toad. <laughs> he sold me my first gun. Um, there was an F and Herstel nine millimeter. Hell of a nice little gun. It was a nice gun. I kind of wish I still had that. Um, but I think that was really the first, the thing that turned around my thinking because then, then I got into, you know, looking at our gun rights and then, you know, and, and starting to, to take part in, in, in that sort of thing and that side of realizing that. how much, how much our rights are actually under attack constantly. Absolutely. I think is absolutely. And that's, I think that was really the turning point in my life. Like, I always was a patriotic guy before, you know, and supported, you know, the, our law enforcement and everything like that, even though, you know, they pissed me off many times in my younger days. But that was just because I was a dumbass. So, right. because you, know, you were personal, breaking the law. Personal asshole. responsibility, folks. Um, but I guess that's kind of my little journey, how I got into the way that I think today and the, you know, breaking my, the law. my, uh, my love for freedom, but Johnson's how like were you just always this way? Were you always a so? I mean, did you always think this way? Or were you raised this way? Or how um, I don't think I, I wasn't raised like crazy patriotic. You know, like um, my dad was in the military, and uh, both my grandfathers were in the military. Um, you know, I have other family members in the military, so it was always. You know, it was it was always talked about. Like we always knew how much the how much it meant to be in the United States, and how mm -hmm. you know we needed to respect the flag, and how we live in the greatest country, and we're you know America. Yeah, my dad talked about it a lot. You know how how great this country is, and how he said he was in. Did you say what branch he was? He in? was in the army. Okay. Um. Uh. But, just a short term, just more, you know. I think seven years. I think he was okay. in the army. Um, I did a tour in uh, Korea, like along the DMZ. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, my grandpa on my mom's side was uh, he was he fought in the Korean War as well as my grandpa on my dad's side. He also fought in the Korean War. Um, but. Yeah, so it was always kind of talked about, you know, like being patriotic and, you know, respecting our flag and loving our country and, you know, mm -hmm. um, and my dad, he, he was really, he, he never really talked about freedom necessarily, but he was one of like the live free, you know, life short, live free kind of guys that I knew. Mm -hmm. You know, he he didn't give a damn what was legal or illegal. He was going to do what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, well, I don't give a shit. We're on, you know, like people own this riverbank or whatever, and they don't want us to ride four-wheelers here or whatever. He's like, I don't give a shit. We'll go on the sandbar on the river. They don't right. own the fucking river. We'll go camp here just to tell them right. to piss off, you know. Right. Like he was just the kind of guy that did what he wanted to do and 
you know. Um, but I think getting into guns definitely opened my eyes more to the government's attack on our right. Well, not really the government, but certain people's attacks on our rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I would definitely agree with you that that's really where I started truly caring about freedom and like, you know, making an effort to tell other people about how, you know, how we need to protect our rights and, you know, making that kind of a mission of my life to live my life um, free basically. Mm -hmm. And, and the way I try and do that mostly is, you know, obviously through uh, my support for the second amendment, um, but also our household, like kind of our little farm out there, um, just kind of trying to do our own thing and be on our own and, you know, support, yeah, be self-sufficient, support ourselves, feed ourselves, you know, not have to, uh, we need to go to the grocery store once a week because, you know, we're out of chicken nuggets. Like, mm-hmm. no, you know, we're going to raise our own, raise our own vegetables and produce our own meat and things like that. So sure. that's something we're definitely working towards, but that's kind of the end goal. And I think that's, that's like a big, that's a big part of freedom to me is not being dependent. You know, I think being independent is a big part of being free. Absolutely. I agree. So, yeah. That's yeah. kind of, I guess that's kind of where I stand on it is I kind of see freedom and independence being synonymous. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I mean, that. think of Independence Day, you know, that's our country was started on independence and I kind of, I kind of like to continue with that. I like sure. to be independent. Yeah, absolutely. So. Toad, same question. Uh, it's kind of similar to Johnson's. I mean... I come from a military family, dad, and both his brothers were in there. Um, a lot of cousins on that side of the family in there, too. Um, my great-grandfather was a sharpshooter in World War I. Um, I grew up watching JAG with my parents. JAG. Oh, I man, s- I haven't seen that in a long time. It's on um, Hulu. Oh, nice. Or it was. Oh, that, that, that good-looking chick and a little uh, business Catherine skirt. Catherine Bell. And Grew up watching that, listening to dad's stories of his travels when he was in the Navy. He's in the Navy for 10 years. Um, and I, I can remember growing up, I got my first gun when I was 11. Dad always hunted and fished. They grew up dirt poor. They were pretty self-sufficient. Didn't even have plumbing in their house for the first, like, 12 years of dad's life. They had an outhouse. And uh, so he always kind of had that mentality, I don't need the government to hold my freaking hand, you know. Yeah. And he kind of passed it on on to me um you know as i got older and then i went to college to be a police officer when i was in college i joined the army national guard that didn't work out due to medical reasons after about a year and a half but uh i've always been into guns i got you know i kind of got sam started he it wasn't really so much me that got him started because he talked about it for months and months and months mm-hmm. um and finally i was like well i'd like to get rid of this one I'll sell it to you. And that kind of kicked that off. But I didn't so much really care about politics. All I wanted was to be left alone and to hunt and to fish and just do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. I didn't really give a shit about anything political. I, Dad, who are you voting for this year? Oh, this guy is pretty good. All right, I'll vote for him. That was like the first time I ever voted. But the more I started actually hanging around Sam mm-hmm. and – whatnot it was like 
excuse me, I was like, I should really pay attention to these issues. And so for the last nine years or whatever it is, eight, ten years, I don't know, that's kind of been been my thing. And and so as far as freedom goes for me, it's uh like live free or die type of thing. Like I want the government to leave me the f- alone. Yeah. I don't want your twelve hundred dollar stimulus check. Right. Yeah. I can. I'm. I'm just fine. I've worked every day through this whole shit show that they've created, and it's like you can't run yourself. You're not going to run me. Yeah. So off. But yeah, I and you know that live free or die thing. It's kind of you know leave me alone. I the funny thing is I just saw a thing on Facebook the other day, a little meme that was like. Just wait until the people who want to be left alone get involved. Get involved, because that's when the shit's really gonna happen. The people mm-hmm. who just want left alone and are just, you know, I'm staying out of this. I don't want to be involved. When they need to get involved and they have to, shit's gonna get real, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of them. Yeah, that's just like that guy with the 44 mag in the car. He just wanted to be mm-hmm. left the f- alone, and somebody, nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Shit gets real when people who want to be left alone have to make you know, have to take action. Um, I just can't imagine the kinetic energy of a 44 magnum on a human body at near point blank range. I bet it's pretty impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Box, I know you kind of want to be left alone, um, but... uh, He always wants to be left alone, even right now. Yeah, just just leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Same question. You don't don't honestly expect me to have a a decent answer for this. I do. For today, do you? I think you can can manage. I think he he picked this question for today just to f*** with you. Actually, (laughs) Actually, no. I mean... Like obviously, Box is my little brother. He was raised in the same household as me, um, but I never saw you. Like, I think it was just—it was probably in the same time frame when I started getting into guns. When did you get into guns? I guess. Uh, when was it? I it was. I bought my first pistol when I was living in Spencer. So probably right around when I turned twenty-one, I bet when I bought my first pistol. But mm-hmm. it was a couple of years or a year before that, maybe that I bought that little seventeen from ranking with one-dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you buy it with one-dollar bills? You working at the strip club or what? Yeah, no, that, I was just saving up my one-dollar bills. Oh, I just I the same throw thing. them all and like kind of like with the change and shit. But right. I got I got one thing to add to this. So I've been a gun nut pretty much my entire life. I've owned probably a hundred and fifty guns. And people frequently ask me questions about said guns. These two, yourself included, know more about the internal workings of a firearm than I could even, like, I had to have you help me put an AR together. And I'm like, this is really upsetting for me because I pride myself on knowing this shit and I don't know how to put a trigger together. (laughs) So you three got me beat. Yeah. I need to step my game uh, up. Maybe but, when it comes to ARs, but I don't really know shit else. Oh, I can, I think I can. I honestly, I, I, and maybe that's just how my brain works. But I could honestly, I think I could disassemble and reassemble seventy five percent of any firearm you put in front of me. Yeah, a lot of them are once you <clears throat> like really look at it, they're kind of self explanatory. But the one gun I've taken apart and cleaned for a friend that I will never ever do another one again. Is Ruger Mini 14. Oh, Mini 14 suck. Just it's like, a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. They're just the rotating bullets. Just like, an, you know. Well, and you got to tap that stupid little side plate out. And you're like, <laughs> cuck, sucker, get out of it. 
Mm-hmm. Train, train back on the tracks. Yep. Yeah, we back derailed from that. Sorry, Box. Back to you. Um, First gun, 21, Spencer. That's where we left off. But would you say that that's where your journey into, you know, more of the freedom side of things began is when you got a gun too? Or what do you think? I don't, I'm kind of different than the rest well, of you guys. I kind of stay out of we know all that stuff. I'm obviously the least political yeah. of all of us. I just, I'm like Toad. I want to be left the hell alone. Yep. I mean, yeah, it means something to me and it upsets me when I get on Facebook and I see these articles or watch the news and see all this shit about our That's... freedoms being trampled and stuff. But then I get, I go down a rabbit hole when I get into that shit and it makes me angry and miserable. So I stay away from it. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, firearms have had, definitely had the most influence on me. I mean, probably hold, getting into holsters actually would probably be right. the biggest thing because that's when I really started to get involved with the firearms community and stuff. Sure. And you made damn good holsters. Actually, I still use one to this day. That's what that one is. I'd uh, like to get another one, but I'm here the company went out of business. Actually, I got a few left if you if you got the right right uh, model gun. What? Am I yeah, going to have, to, yeah, I have to buy a Glock just to buy one of your holsters? I'll, I'll have to look and see what, what <laughs> You got a 43X holster left? Maybe, I'm possible. <laughs> Actually, it very well might have one. Okay, of those. if you have if you have one left, and inside the waistband 43x, right. I'll take it. Well, uh, it'll just be 43. It's well, the same thing. Yeah, but. same thing. So, um, and I think, like I, I was talking about the way me and Box were raised, uh, and I, our parents weren't like I said, they weren't real. You know, never heard them talk about politics, really ever. Um, but I no, think but they're pretty. They're pretty free people, you well, know what I mean. They're they dad don't... was a dad was a hippie back in the day. Um, you know he had long hair and everything. Oh, that, that automatically makes you a hippie? everything that was associated <laughs> with that. Uh, he did join the navy for a short uh, for a short uh, time being, but he was medically discharged um, due to due to his back. He broke his back when he was five years old. Um, so he was medically discharged because of that. So he was obviously, you know, a patriotic guy. I mean, anybody that signs their name on the dotted line and joins the service, you know, yeah. that's a, that's, they're obviously going to be fairly patriotic. Mm-hmm. But I think even my, like, I'm a very vocal person. I'm like, like obviously you guys know I'm extremely vocal. If I feel something, some way about something, I'm going to fucking tell you and I'm going to let you know about it. And, and I think that I've even seen like, a change in the, in the way that they, you know, since I've become so patriotic, I, I see them, you know, kind of veering towards that way a little bit more too. And my older brother, he's, you know, he thinks the same as us. Um, so I think, well, and I think that, you know, it's as, as things change over the years too, you know, they've seen a lot more shit than we have, mm-hmm. you know, and they can kind of, gauge just as well if not better than we can about what's actually going on in the country you know what i'm saying right so for their viewpoints to start changing and really kind of shift to you know being being patriotic and you know really supporting freedom it's not only because oh our kids are really into this we need to do it you know what i mean it's 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 pretty easy for them to see how the world is turning Right, you know, they've yeah. seen a lot more shit than we have. Yeah, so and I and I've spoke about this before, but I think <clears throat> I think actually social media has played a huge role. Um, 
for me at least just because i mean everything is so you you hear of everything you know about everything going on in the country all this little bullshit say congress in, introduces a small bill you know that has no chance of passing but you're going to hear about it mm-hmm. um and it just and, and i think and i've, I've said that. this many times i've said this many times it's pushing the right farther right and the left farther left i think and, facebook uh and and social media platforms Twitter. are one of the worst things that was ever invented yeah even I, though i use them daily i still just the amount of hatred and crap i see on those mm-hmm. i use them to follow like my bladesmithing groups and like my hunting pages and all that things that i'm interested in but in you know invariably something pops up and it's like why the f- am i looking at this that doesn't make any sense and then i start to go down a freaking rabbit hole and you're like and then you follow it and you're like what the hell and then of course every time sam updates his status for some reason maybe it's because we're friends i don't know if it's because our phones are in close proximity to each other all the time mm-hmm. it knows that i know him and it tells me and i look at it sam's gonna argue with an idiot again <laughs> yeah like, uh, i i i really wish I, and i know i can't do it but i really wish i could just get off of all social media forever i hate social media so much why not you can John, there's a lot of quite a few of my friends don't have Clements quit it. Anymore. Wolf doesn't have it. John, ranking hasn't had it for years. Mm. Yeah, you know he's got. I, I, I think suppose I should just I could just remove all of my personal shit and just keep this stuff. Yeah, but. you could. You could. It's it makes it a little bit more tricky, but you know, or you could just start a start a generic um, Facebook group or Facebook and and you know use that to run everything else. But yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's it's not a necessary evil nowadays. It is for me um, because you yeah. know, my business is is ninety five percent run off social media. Um, so that sucks, you know. And, and social media also has its good good spots. Oh, d- like, there's yeah, there's definitely benefits to social media, and definitely as a small business owner, um, there's huge benefits right. to social media. But and as I've, as just an individual, man. I found a. Uh, uh, I, was, I was looking for the new Hollison 507K and I could not find that sound bitch anywhere. It sold out freaking everywhere. And I put on my Facebook on Shyworks says, "Hey, somebody find me one of these. I'll send you some swag if you if you." It was within a half. Stop an hour. using that goddamn swag. word. I hate you. I'll send you some swag. I'm gonna punch you. Um, but it was within a half within a half hour. I had a I had a line on a in stock for less than less it was they usually go for 289 i believe i paid 259 for mine hell yeah which is and it was just some random little store down in there and down there in, in florida so that was kind of so i mean so it's got that that good aspect you know keeping in touch they call it social media keeping in touch with your close friends and family you know yeah. that's kind of nice but and that's kind of what it did start out as mm-hmm. i remember when i first got like if facebook was around for years before i got it i got it in 2009 an ex-girlfriend made my page, signed me up, all that. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't seen this person since high school, you know, or I lost touch with that cousin. I never had a MySpace page. uh, (laughs) If anything taught you how to code and uh, or how to program an H, you know, an HTML, MySpace. You wanted to change your background, boom, better learn HTML because that's what you got to use to change your background on your MySpace page. (laughs) That shit was awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, It was so funny. Cause was it Tom? Yep. Yep. He sold that company. Yeah. For five hundred million. Cash that check and bounced. He and never did the fucking thing. Six after. months later, it was worth what, like 
six million. <laughs> yeah. like how that. did that? How did that? How did that crash so hard? I mean, like it's Facebook. Facebook killed it. Mm-hmm. They should. They they certainly didn't innovate and keep their. You know. Nope. Well, it's like you remember Napster. Oh f- yeah, Napster was the shit. Yeah. Man. You had Napster, and then you had LimeWire, which was like having unsafe sex with the internet. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> I killed our family's first computer with LimeWire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could download anything off Napster. Good old and, peer-to-peer sharing. Yeah. Good, just good doesn't, stuff. It just doesn't happen like that anymore. <clears throat> no. The Pirate Bay. Yeah, that Pirate was big Bay. for a while with Pirate Bay was good. Torrent, yeah, bit torrenting. Yeah, I illegally. downloaded the uh, uh, Boy, Jason Toad, you're Bourne just really movie. incriminating the f- out of yourself right now. It's dead. <laughs> I don't care. There's a statute of limitations on things like that. <laughs> um, I downloaded one of the Jason Bourne movies one time, and I was excited to watch it, and I turned it on, and it, it what, wasn't a Jason Bourne movie. <laughs> it was a Jason Bone movie? No, it was <laughs> something else. And I was like, what the f- <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Now I'm curious. What kind of movie was it? I'm not going to tell you. Snuff movie? Man no. on man. <laughs> yeah, no. It was a... Tranny? No. tranny? Nope. Just no. Midget porn? No. Nothing with kids or anything like that. It just... It, it wasn't a good movie to watch and I I just... It was like ten seconds, and I was like, "Nope, not it." I was just, I was, I was just watching it, waiting for the women to come. The, the, the girls the, never the, came. They just never came. <laughs> they never came. <laughs> the girls. But yeah, they never was, do, do they? That was that was about twelve years ago, and I think that was I was like in college, and I I was like, "Oh yeah, the newborn movie." I was like, "Fuck yeah, download!" All excited. It took like two days. And, uh, Took like two days. I love that. And, Good uh, old dial-up internet. That was, shit was awesome. Turned it on. I was like. Fuck. No. <laughs> I remember the first. Do you guys remember the first uh, dirty picture you saw on, on online? Oh yeah. I yep. Do. I was yep. like, why, why is she licking an ice cream cone? Oh, oh god, it's <laughs> <laughs> not an ice cream cone. Yeah, I remember. And and it was one of those where it was dial up over at Andrew Hansen's so house. So it kind of just, just like dent, dent, yeah, dent, line slowly line. going down, and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is getting good. And you're like, what? Pixel by pixel. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good old 56K modem. Anybody need a 56K modem? No, no one does anymore. Why would anyone? I'm just those? asking. I've got eight of them if you need one. Well, I guess. Uh, do, you, do you got any of the uh, the AOL CDs that allow you to get online for a certain amount of time? Remember that you get those in yep. the mail that give you a certain amount of minutes? Yep. Dude, I found a stack. Yeah, because it was off of your, off of your phone line, so you know you had to pay long distance mm-hmm. for that. I I haven't looked in my old like Foot Locker from college for years, and I was like moving some stuff around, and I found it upstairs a couple weeks back, and I was like, "Oh, what's in here?" Just a bunch of shirts and stuff I had back then. Porn mags, none, oh. none whatsoever. You know, that's one thing I never had. Playboys. I've never owned a Playboy. Penthouse. Nothing. Hustlers. Nope. I had a girlfriend subscribe me to him one time. I remember that. And then so so what happened was they paid the <laughs> she paid the first year. And then the second year, they just kept sending me, send me, yeah, send me, up, send you send me a, bill. a bill. I never paid the fucking bill, so I went to collections. <laughs> like I had a lawyer calling me about collecting on a ten dollar Playboy debt. Like, yeah, I never did pay it. <laughs> <laughs> but I found in that Footlogger was a brand new stack of like those two point five megabyte floppies. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I was like, holy shit. You're like, I wonder what's on any of these. No, they're all wrapped up in packages. Oh, they're all these brand new. Those are the little floppies or the big floppies? They were the little ones. Those are the little. The big ones were eight inches. 
<laughs> oh man! Yeah, oh, how far do you remember? Came? Do you remember playing Oregon Trail mm-hmm. on the school computers oh, on yeah. an eight-inch floppy disk? Oh yeah! Oh man, that, those were the days. Do you remember the man. messenger when when they'd let you play? You could pull up that messenger deal, and it was linked to all the computers, so you could talk mm-hmm. to your friends even though they're six feet away. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was the coolest thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, Good technology. Time. Yeah, my wife Good and times. I. My wife and I were actually talking about the other night about like uh, MSN Messenger. Yeah, an AOL messenger. You remember, you'd get oh, home, yeah. you'd get home and like hop on the internet quick before your parents got home and like message your, you know, your middle school crush or oh, whatever. Yeah. You'd be on MSN Messenger messaging that oh, person. Oh, crushes on, yeah. Yeah, and you'd get all excited talking to this girl or whatever, and then you know your parents get home and be like, I gotta go, you know, because you yeah. didn't dare be on the fucking phone line when your parents got home. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. oh, we were big time. We had a second phone line, so yeah, Ooh. yeah, we were. Yeah. Boy, you guys were living the lap of luxury. Damn. No, I got my ass chewed. It was like, I'm trying to use the phone. Like, oh, shit. Dude, I remember when we got our first cell phone, and uh, it was bigger than one of these Celtic cans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a brick. Oh, and man. then not long after that, Dad's like, yeah, we got the satellite TV people coming out. Satellite TV? Whoa. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. That sounds it was, awesome. It was called Prime Star. It was like <laughs> it was like the precursor to DirecTV. I think DirecTV bought them. Did that so did that have to have like the enormous swimming pool dish? Not that one, but the dish they put on our house was rather large. I do yeah. remember that. But wow. I, I remember when I still lived in town as a kid, somebody down the street did get the satellite TV and they had this like Swimming pool size dish yeah. in their yard, anchored into the ground with a big ass block of oh, concrete. Yeah. No, no, we never had that. We well, hell, we didn't even have a TV growing up, so we didn't have none of that shit. But Feltz had cable, you know, and that was that's that was When I stay over at his house, the HBO comes on, and you know, it gets a little bit risque about ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, I was living the high life when that was going on. But hey, um, Toad, did you say you had a? Uh, Time tra- Take a look, it's in a book. Time traveling with Joe. With Joe. God, that's awesome. Every God, time. You know what's even funnier? Is I actually saw, I was watching a clip from Community earlier, uh, the TV show Community, which is pretty hilarious. And uh, LeVar Burton was on there and they started singing that. And I was like, Oh fuck! That's where those guys got that. Uh, <laughs> you never realized that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, <coughs> so I switched it up to <coughs> by dying. Toad's dying. Uh, Rona, Rona. Uh, no, I switched it up today because we were chainsawing trees this morning, so we're not talking about guns today. Sure. I got curious. I was like, when was the first chainsaw invented? Interesting. Did was it? Why I have this idea in my head that it was like a bicycle frame that somebody would pedal. Nope. Dang it. <laughs> 1830. Hmm. No shit. Is that before the bicycle? It was, it was the first type of chainsaw. Uh, it was called the osteotomy. And it was used for cutting. It literally <laughs> translates into bone saw in like Greek. Decent. And uh, some guy uh, who, who made it. It looks weird. It's hand cranked. Can you imagine... Having some, he was an ortho, orthopedist or something in Germany, um, but it's like this little thing that you hold in your hand. And there's a crank on the side. Can you imagine? He's like, yep, got to cut your arm off. And he's standing there and it's just running all over 
fucking <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph. That looks traumatic as hell. Back I don't in the understand day. how you would even operate that. <laughs> well, and my thing is, like that if you're so if you're awkward. using that on a human being, if you're using that on a human being, uh-huh. is that so? 1830. Is that person even? Is there local anesthetics? Or I think they, they had. They had. I think they had. It was called laudanum. Or did they just pour alcohol on just, it and just go? They to probably town. just got them stoned on opium. Opium and well, like, yeah, right, punched them in the head. Right? Yeah, sock him in the... <laughs> it says... Here's a pipe. Dong! <laughs> Let's with, cut his arm off quick. With the invention up. of the osteotome, surgeons could perform craniotomies with smooth-edged holes. Holy shit. And cut in top topographies that didn't allow access with a circular saw. The osteotome was technically the first chainsaw invented, although it wasn't used for cutting wood. 1861, the Hamilton saw was invented, which was a hand-cranked chainsaw used by two men that looked like a giant spinning wheel. There's not a picture of that one. In the 1880s, the American riding saw made its debut with another human-powered chainsaw. This type, however, looked like a rowing machine with a single person sat on it and would operate. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so they use this to cut people's melons open, mm-hmm. is what you're telling me. Yeah. They used to cut I'm guessing people's the, skulls I'm guessing up. the success rate was pretty low. <laughs> I'm guessing the death rate was pretty high. You, yeah. Can you imagine the smell of, like, that bone stuff. dust oh man have you man. you know yeah. like when you cut bones of like a deer with a sawzall mm-hmm. you get that whiff can you imagine having a hand crank through that shit through somebody's skull oh i don't know but then the earliest patent on record oh. for an endless chainsaw that had chain teeth that ran around a guide frame was granted to samuel j benz on january 17th 1905 the first portable chainsaw was patented in 1918 by canadian james shand However, it was quite bulky and practically used, so it wasn't a huge success. Um, 1926, German mechanical mechanical engineer Andreas Still patented the first electric chainsaw to be used for logging purposes. Three years later, in 1929, Still developed a gas-powered chainsaw version. However, Emil Lerp, founder of Dolmar Chainsaws, I actually remember Dolmar. Um, so, like, Steel, obviously, Still, Steel, however mm-hmm. you pronounce it. That, they were one of the very first, or the very first, logging chainsaws. Here's the thing. It said Emil Lerp, founder of Dolmar Chainsaw Company, had already begun manufacturing gas-powered chainsaws in 1927. Still started in 1929. Then it says, although Still and Dolmar both created chainsaws around the same time, Andreas Still is credited as the person who invented the mobile and motorized chainsaw. And as we, anybody that uses chainsaws, you know about the best in the world is Still. Mm-hmm. I mean... You're not going to get a whole lot better than that. Yours is really nice. Heavier than shit, though. Oh, yeah. Johnsard. My dad's a Johnsard man. Johnsards were known for making really, really good chainsaws, but I don't even know if they make them anymore. I haven't seen one in a long time. Well, I haven't seen a new one ever. I don't think. They were were famous for making good chainsaws. Um, Same with uh, McCullough. McCullough's not McCullough, yeah. McCullough made some good saws. I have Well, and and that's funny that... Still made an electric version in the 20s. Do you want to see it? Before he made a gas-powered version. Look at the size of that thing. Which is really... a redwood. Huh. How big Holy is it? Holy shit. Well, it's about, you know, a seven-foot bar. Well, at least. Got, he has a hold of the other end. Pretty wild. So he's holding it. Huh. And then he's got the end of it. So here's my <laughs> question, Toad. You know, like on, a, on an old cross-cut saw... You've got a, a hole 
on the end to for your screw on yeah your screw on handle uh-huh. um i have a hole in the end of my chainsaw bar no <laughs> can can we hook a handle onto that what if you had like a 72 inch bar on a chainsaw could you hook a like a screw on handle just onto put that? A, a long screwdriver through it and use that right yeah don't be a sissy yeah. i suction, no. just suck <laughs> no he sounds i don't even think a 72 inch bar would be feasible because it would just go yeah, yeah it'd flex so. so much I mean, well it, that's why you need the handle on the end yeah well i tell you what i'll run the saw you hold the handle okay uh let's see in 1950 the first one-man chainsaw was put into production but it was still quite heavy around 30 pounds or more 1964 the first anti-vibration still system. like s-t-i-l-l or s-t-i-h-l still S-T-I-H-L. quite heavy yeah, 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 I get you, I get you. see what i did there 1964 the first anti-vibration system was added to a chainsaw to make it easier to hold for longer periods of time 1972, the manual chain brake bar was added to steel chainsaws to stop the chain from spinning when the bar was pressed back during ki- or pressed during kickback. Yeah. 1974, low-profile chains were developed by Oregon to reduce the chances of kickback. I don't know if anybody that's ever used a chainsaw has experienced that. I haven't. I have. It hurts. Um, my dad had one one time. We were cutting trees at my uncle's farm, and he was using an old home light, which I, not the same one, but I own an old home light. Sounds like a two-stroke dirt bike on crack. Mm-hmm. Um, it kicked back out of the tree and went right across his kneecap. Just fucking laid him open. Ooh. My aunt was a nurse, and she came out. This was probably 1997, 96. She's like, June, what the hell did you do to yourself? Well, sis, I chainsaw got me a little bit. He's just bleeding profusely from the kneecap, you know? <laughs> she comes out with a medical bag and a cardboard tub of Morton table salt. Ooh. And I didn't know any better at the time. Ooh. And she cleans the wound off with gauze, just starts pouring a shitload of salt on it. I've, I'd never seen my dad shed a tear until right then. And it just kind of leaked out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> and he's just like, got all red in the face. Oh, man, it had to suck. <laughs> Stopped it from bleeding, though. 1977, Ooh. Oregon released chainsaw blades that had thinner tip, nicknamed banana bars. This asymmetrical shape with a similar bar, that's not important. 1982, the automatic chain brake was developed. 1991, the automatic I, starting function was added to chainsaws to replace the pull cord. I have never I've seen never an seen automatic that. starting chainsaw. Must Me not either. have been a big hit. Yeah. No, the only time I've ever experienced kickback, it was pretty minimal. You know what? Trying to, like, plunge cut something and... <laughs> You know, it slams back on you, but it never never really did anything. Hmm. Today, with extremely portable and lightweight chainsaws that operate with gasoline, electricity, and batteries, you can also choose a number of guide bar lengths from 6 inches to 72. Yeah. 6 inch. Ha- I have a 10 inch. Is that what you tell me? <laughs> uh, oh I bought a... Uh, just because I had the Homelight XL12, the big Homelight, I bought the Homelight XL on an auction. It's an arborist saw. It's got yeah. like a 10-inch bar. Really thin bar. Arborist saws are cool, though, because they have like... So, you know, on like a normal body of a, a chainsaw, there's the engine. And then the handle comes off the back of it opposite the bar, right? And that's where your trigger, you know, your throttle and everything is. When arborist saw, there is no tail section to it. It's just the engine and the handle's on top. 
There's not like, you know, like the full bar. And generally, the handle is just on top. So your this throttle is basically just top on top of This one has a engine. little handle on the back of it. Does it? Because yeah. hmm. most of like, if you look at any of the new still Arborist saws, they're all just, or Husqvarna, um, they all just have, basically, you're holding a little handle on top of the engine mm-hmm. with the throttle on it and stuff. They're super compact. But they're, This thing's tiny. I mean, like the housing, you take the bar off and it's like this big. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um Lax, did you have a Although I will say this, never let uneducated people put liquids into your chainsaw. Oh Jesus. I knew you were gonna fing say this. <laughs> I had Jeez, a, I'll, I had a I'll, friend, I'll, I'll I tell had, the fing story. I had a friend one I'll tell time. the fing story. We were out cutting wood and I was never used chain this, his chainsaw before. I was in a hurry, fing put it at gas in the bar then the bar. <laughs> He's like, It won't start. I was like, Did you put gas in? He's like, Yeah, so I opened up the gas cap, there's nothing in there. I was like <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> that was my bad. That was my bad. Turns out you just dump it all out on the ground, and like, wow, that gasoline yeah. really thinned out the remaining bar oil, though. Yeah, I, I can say imagine. So. I would say so. Um, Box, you'll be happy to know that I updated my phone. That is the maddest <laughs> son of a bitch I have ever seen ever. Yes, the best dude of the week. Yeah, it's You're been welcome. a long time since we've actually heard that. You're welcome. Mm-hmm heard that right anyway it's been a long time since right. i've heard that much enthusiasm in your voice <laughs> yeah it really gets me going <laughs> uh this this week's uh, baddest of the week is probably fairly well well known they made a movie about him a few years ago his name's desmond doss and the movie was hacksaw ridge i think it came out in like mm-hmm. 2016 or something mel gibson movie or he directed it rather this guy was a Seventh Day Adventist, and he uh, he was the first guy to go into the army as a conscientious objector and win the medal of medal of honor. Go in voluntarily as a conscientious right. objector. I can't say that. Conscientious objector. Yes. Boy, I think we're all Alan, Sam today. Didn't, didn't Alan uh, York win the medal of honor? So what is? I don't. Um, he, no, that's not. This is different. I don't know. I don't know anything about Alvin York. I guess, but this no. This guy he wouldn't handle a gun. Was his thing. That was his objection because it was against his religion. So he went in to be a medic because he wanted to. He wanted to help, but he didn't. He wanted to help by. There's a quote by him about wanting to put things help by putting things back together rather than tearing things apart with war or something like that. And none of his buddies in the army or the military, they were not about it. They gave all gave him a really hard time, like his superiors and shit. They tried, they'd give him all the ter- these terrible jobs, just try and get him to quit. And they court-martialed him one time to try and get him out because he wouldn't pick up a gun, but that failed. Then finally, during World War II, he kind of proved himself and he started saving a bunch of people and we're like, all right, he, he's coming around. We can really count on this guy. Then Hacksaw Ridge happened, which if you don't know, Hacksaw Ridge was there was all these Japanese up on top of this rock face and they climbed up. They used like a cargo net or something to climb up this ridge and there. They just got kind of slaughtered at the top of them like there was a hundred of hundred Americans or something up there that just got slaughtered by the, all these Japanese guys. And the, the uh, commanding officer, he uh, 
immediately ordered a retreat because there's no way they could do anything about it. But this Desmond, Desmond Doss guy, he totally ignored the order and he just stuck around up there and he kept hauling guys back. He ended up saving. There's reports between some guys say 50 and like his fellow, his comrades or whatever, fellow guys, they say up. he saved up to like 100 guys that day. Jesus. Just by that. I thought mm. that was wow. Pretty, and, he uh, and he never did. He he never no. carried a gun in war. Nope. Like never carried a gun. Boy. You got to have some balls right there to or, be like, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go to World War II without a freaking gun. Yeah. Right? And I won't touch one even if I really need to. Yeah. At Boy. the he uh he ended up getting blown up by a grenade and he was pretty badly hurt from that. But even then he was like, no, take these guys. Don't take me. I'll go last or whatever. Even when he was blown up, he, yeah. was, he was still like, no, help them. I'll go later. Don't worry about me. Huh. Sounds like a hell of That's a dude. That's a bad son of a bitch. Yeah. The bad son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was his name? Desmond Doss. Desmond, Desmond Doss. Doss. I've never seen that movie. I kind of want to watch it. I watched yeah. the trailer for it today. It looked pretty good. I'd have to check it out. <laughs> what a douche. So, uh, you know, we generally have a Florida man segment here, but this week it's a, a California man. Um, so oh, the level play, of ignorance, too, so. yeah, the <laughs> level of ignorance is pretty well, you know, even. Um, there was a guy in the wee hours of Monday morning last Monday in Sacramento or outside of Sacramento um, that there was a. There was a phone call to emergency services for someone to someone that needed help. So this guy called emergency services, and this is the part that blows my mind: is this guy at you know three, four, five o'clock in the morning? I'm guessing hammered, drunk. They didn't say in the story whether or not he was drunk, um, but found himself uh, stuck in a pond with his vehicle is what he told the dispatchers. He was stuck in a pond um, and he needed help getting out. So obviously when, you know, the dispatcher hears there's a man who has drove into a pond and he needs help getting out they're you know, like, okay, this shit could be serious. Right. Mm -hmm. So he sent the fire department out. Uh, to retrieve this guy. Well, he gave pretty vague directions. He was outside a dairy farm. Somewhere near a dairy farm. And it's not a pond. So, <laughs> so they took... He had been trying to get out for an hour on his own, right? He drove into this thing and was like, oh, shit, maybe I can back out of here. He'd been trying for an hour to get out on his own. Couldn't get out. Fire department showed up 50 minutes later. So he had been in this pond for two hours. So turns out when you're near a dairy farm and there's a large body of water, it's not actually water. (laughs) It is a manure holding tank. Mm. So this guy drove into a shit pond, (laughs) got stuck. Tried to get out for an hour before he called. And that's the thing is, I don't understand why 
why would he not call a tow truck or one of his buddies or some you know well maybe he wasn't somebody maybe with he a wasn't truck. hammered drunk so then he didn't he felt the need he could call emergency services i mean i, I i'm guessing still, he probably was fucked up yeah why would you like if you were sober and you got stuck would you call the fire department um no but no <laughs> no have you ever like had to go in a shit pit. Oh yeah, it's it's bad. Absolutely awful. Yeah, it's horrible. So, Time out. Why would you have to go in a shit pit? Pillar, uh, not the pillar, concrete. but the, the concrete slat collapsed yeah. and dropped baby pigs down there, and I had to go get them out. No, mine was with hogs, but or not with hogs, but with cattle. Yeah, it was a no. shit pond for cattle. But. Yeah, no, um, uh, somebody else is gonna have to do this job. Yep. Yeah, um, the old school pit housings on some of those buildings. They'd build them with plastic inserts, these knobs that would stick out so yeah. you could just crawl down. Yeah. Pretty miserable. Yeah. It was horrible. I had shit up to my freaking, like, here. Yeah. How to get shots after that. <laughs> yep. Same here. <laughs> um, But anyway, this guy, yeah, his, they said by the, those stories said that by the time that the fire department got there, his entire vehicle was engulfed in manure so like this thing was clearly he just kept getting it worse more and more stuck or like mm. farther and farther into the pond as he was trying to get out and yeah ended up ended up basically the whole vehicle was a wash because it was they said basically up to the windows he was standing in the bed of the truck and the whole interior of the vehicle was full of manure by the time they got that's there. That's a that's an emergency call that when I come here, come over the uh, over the pager. Yep, I'm busy, guys. Sorry, Ooh, <laughs> I got other sorry. shit going on. You just like slam three beers. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. sorry. Ah, tough break. <laughs> I heard a story years ago, and I think it was one of my older teachers that told it. But like when they first put the lagoons in out here, they had some like bicyclists doing like a tour through town. Mm-hmm. They weren't from here, and they went oh, swimming no. out in the shit ponds. Oh, tough break. Don't you think you'd kind of notice something's a little you bit You know, funky? you would think. I suppose they didn't have those fountains like they got now, but right. why are the why are these two ponds perfectly square? What's going on here? Uh, yeah. Dumbasses. Boy, look at these poor Iowa folk with their square swimming pools that are really just ponds. <laughs> I remember when I applied for the city job here in town a couple years back, Steve-O told me, he goes, well, one of the things you'll have to do is Go out and clean off the aerators and shit ponds from a boat. I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do that. <laughs> can, I, can I just give me that resume back? I don't, I don't no need to give that to Take me out of contention for this job, please. <laughs> oh, well, boys, I suppose we should call her an episode. It's been a fun one, as usual. Um, it's been odd. Mm-hmm. We've talked about a, a very diverse set of subjects that have really gone off the rails and you're welcome you're welcome i, like strange I feel like i feel like at least i really there like was it. there was three of us that had pretty good uh pretty good energy going on this podcast there's one of us that was kind of lagging <laughs> look at him just sitting over there he's you know like, I all he wants to do is make the hour and a half drive back to his <laughs> house and just crash no he doesn't want to make that drive he just wants to crash yeah. i think all he's sitting here is doing is going god i wish you guys would just shut, shut the, the f- up so I can just end this recording. I'm mostly thinking about how hot it is and how annoyed I am with these flies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is a little getting a little warm in here. So, oh, here one more thing. Speaking of flies, so um, last night when I got home, I'd had my window down, 
And you know, my windows got problems. You fixed it the one time. Mm-hmm. I actually fixed it today with some 3400 PSI epoxy. So if that bitch breaks again, I'm going to be real pissed. Um, basically what happened, I've owned the same truck for 14 years. So one winter I was trying to go to the drive up ATM and the window had frozen and I was pushing the button down. Well, it basically came out of the cradle. Like mm-hmm. the sealant they used at the factory finally failed and my window was just like, <laughs> like, well, shit. So last night I rolled it down and I forgot to do the thing where I actually put my hand in the window and help it guide it down so it stays in the cradle. And, uh, oops, sorry. And, uh, well, it fell down and I got home last night and I was like, I'm so tired and just hammered drunk. I'm not messing with it. I wasn't really hammered drunk. Um, yeah, you were. No, I wasn't. And uh, anyway, I was like, F- it. it's not supposed to rain. I'm going to leave it down. Well, I came, came out this morning to go to your house. And I was like, wow, there's like 8 million flies in this fucking thing. So I took fly spray from my work truck. and was just like, just through the window, kind of fogged it a little bit. Then I rolled all the windows down, put the window back in the cradle. had to take the door frame off or the door panel off and. I'm getting pretty good at that, to be honest with you. Yeah. I can do that in about 10 minutes. I did notice the nice, like, inch and a half wood screws. Oh, yeah. That so, hold the, like, window switch panel into the door panel. Yep, yep. I actually uh, redid those right before I came here. Oh, that's quality. Yeah, they're now two inches. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> pretty soon he's going to have, like, six inches. He's going to be poking out There's of just going to be lag bolts <laughs> through the outside of the door. Yeah, right. I that old truck, I, she needs replaced. So next on the uh, podcast, we're going to read the first seven chapters of the Iliad from, uh, I don't even remember who wrote that. Homer. Wow. <laughs> I have the Do you Iliad. know the I other have, I have the Iliad and the Homer Odyssey. Wrote? No, I have no idea. I have both of those. Uh, the Odyssey. Both. Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah. Interesting. They're actually both really you just read long, they, long They com- are yeah. really good. I did a re- book report on them in college, or not college, but high school. Yeah. I think really, I'm going to pass on those. They're really Yeah, good. they're really just one stupid fucking long poem. What are yeah. they? What's it? What are they? I mean, is there a storyline? Yeah, there is. Have you ever heard of the phrase "It's a goddamn Greek tragedy"? Yeah, they were Greek tragedies. Mm-hmm. That's where that comes from. They're yeah. just one really long epic telling of a war, basically. Yeah. Hmm. So well, you know the you know the movie. Oh, bitch! That fly really <laughs> fucked that up for me. You know the movie uh, "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou"? Yeah, that's uh, the Odyssey by Homer, basically in a movie. In modern times. Oh, well, interesting. All right. Yep. So there's Good like a lot of representations of that. Learn something there. every day. I forget which one told the story of Odysseus, though. Couldn't tell you. Well, boys and girls. That might have been the Odyssey. It's been a fun one, as usual. But um, yeah, we'll be back We'll be back in two weeks, of course. Make sure to check out our uh, Gears and Beers live every other Wednesday night on our Facebook at 8.30 p.m. Central Time. Um, and You know, uh, and if you get on there Wednesday and we're not live, try again the next Wednesday. Then you'll be on schedule. Absolutely, absolutely. Also, make sure and check out Ballistic Imagery on Facebook and his BallisticImagery.com, as well as uh, Shyworks. I was uh, Cerakote Certified Customer Preferred Applicator. Shyworks.com on Facebook, Instagram. Um, can help you out with whatever you need there. So, Anyways, guys, thanks for sticking around. We'll be back in two weeks, and until you talk to your next... Until you... I feel That's like, about par for the course. I feel like this episode, I feel I like that um, uh, Jim Carrey, movie. Bruce Almighty. Yeah. yeah, and until we talk to you next time, remember: life short, live free. God bless. God bless America. And my tiny little nipples went to France. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, fuck.